Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday, my friends. Welcome to, of course, another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we begin today's show with the reaction to the Champions League games where Pep's Man City beat Club Rouge Brugger and Liverpool beat Atletico Madrid. This was how it sounded with both games, of course, live on the TalkSport network. The referee blows the four-time whistle and all three points belong to Liverpool. A brilliant, thrilling, enthralling football match which ends Atletico Madrid 2, Liverpool 3. The dirty Three points are very often the most important and they were dirty tonight, of course. It was not our best football, but we got them and that's a big step. Liverpool got very, very lucky today. Tonight's performance from Liverpool, they, they will they will play they'll play better than that and, and, and might and may not win. Tonight they got away one. Liverpool got lucky tonight. And it's Atletico Madrid two, Liverpool three, and it's two goals on the night for Mo Salah. They're a brilliant side. They move the ball so quickly. Uh, in Salah, they've got someone that can... It, actually, what it, the goal that, that he scored, if you look at how, what he's had to do, he's had to do a lot because he's on that right-hand side. He's slightly overhit the cross. Mm-hmm. He's managed to pick it up towards the byline. And then past the second, and then a third, and gets to the edge of the D, tries oh, a shot, and it takes again. a deflection, and he's scored another tremendous goal. Mohamed Salah is in a magnificent moment. But once he dances on the edge of the box, you're saying, don't let him get on his left foot. Edge of the box, drills it, gets a little bit of good luck. But that's the player he is right now. He's arguably, you know, he's one of the best anywhere you can find right now. And you, when, you're, when you're that good, you deserve, and you sometimes find you get those little strokes of luck. There's a thumbs up from Jurgen Klopp, who turns and points at Simeone. He wants someone to shake his hand. In fact, in the end, it's Condobbia and the rest of the Atletico Madrid bench that do that. Simeone was having none of it. Controversy once again at the Wanda Metropolitano. I want to hold your hand. I want to hold your hand. I wanted to shake his hand. He was running off. So I could have just turned around and, you know, while I was standing there and I was as emotional as he was. I don't think he did anything wrong and I... I'm not overly happy with my reaction, to be honest, but that's not too bad as well. When we see each other next time, we will definitely shake hands. There was nothing between us. We didn't even speak during the game. He's emotional. I think that should not be a surprise for anybody, and I'm as well. But we were calm in most of the situations tonight in a very intense game. Now, Morris 
Been playing it over the top, he's onside. He's going to draw Minile and fire at home for number five. Riyad Mahrez gets his second of the night. One of the best performances in Europe had done so far. Yeah, definitely. We controlled the game, we make a good build-up, our pressing was good. Good to score goals, we had many, many chances. We are, all of us, we are the light for the performance we have done. And Cole Palmer picks it up at the edge of the header. Palmer! Oh, he's got his first goal in the Champions League for Manchester City. What a moment for the youngster. He's only been on the field a couple of minutes. Guardiola says Palmer is a special talent who still has a lot of development to go. I know how it works with the young players in all the countries, especially this one as well. So it's be calm, be patient, like we have done with Phil. So his position is the second team, had to play there and winning games there. But uh, in the same time, he's training with us. He's taking the rhythm and our principles. Now, Manchester United boss Oli Gunnar Solskjaer has been speaking to TalkSports. Mickey Gray doesn't really work, does it? Ahead of their match against Atalanta in the Champions League tonight. Solskjaer started by saying he has full confidence in his coaching staff. Every team will go through a patchy period. We're in, in one now poor of uh, poor form we know that and we hold our hands up and we know we need to improve every team will go through that every year we've gone through it and we come through it stronger and as i've said so many times the coaching staff that we've got they're absolutely amazing they uh, the attention to detail the the sessions they put on the preparation that we we have there i don't think i can uh, ask for a better staff they're good people good man united people and with the one intention in mind, and that's to improve the team and help the players. Oli, um, after after the defeat at the weekend, how important is it to uh, to bounce back in midweek? In the Champions League, in the group stage, you've got six games. If you win all your three home games and you get the result away from home, most likely you're through. That's what we're aiming for now. Um, the win at home against a very good Atalanta side, by the way, is going to be massive for us and a big boost. Jamie Carragher said, look, United need a better manager. They won't win the Premier League and the Champions League under the current manager. Do you listen to comments like that? Does it affect you? And how would you respond to that? No, it doesn't affect me. But uh, of course, you see some of them comments uh, once in a while. I didn't didn't know it, what he was saying now. But of course, we got Liverpool on uh, Sunday as well. So Jamie is always looking at uh, all these little things. And this is the Chelsea manager, TT to his friends, or Thomas Tuchel, as I like to call him, ahead of their game against Malmo tonight. Not Malmo tonight, that's Malmo, they're playing them till you get it. Tuchel raised his concerns about the fixture list, claiming it's becoming crazy for the players. Yeah, it must be terrible to count your 250 grand a week and, of course, play 90 minutes of football. Oh, my heart bleeds! If you think about yourself, I mean, if you travel through time zones and, and you, you are in a hotel and then you change the hotel and, and you know it's easy said and then you are one, one day at home and see your family and then you go back to the hotel and then uh, you play at Brentford and then the next one is Champions League, it can, it can be tiring. I can only repeat it. I, I'm a big, big friend of, of quality and the quality players need to be in shape because the spectators want to see the best players in the best shape. And this is uh, simply too much football and too many different competitions. Now, after the Football Association was hit with a stadium ban over the scenes of chaos and disorder surrounding the Euro 2020 final, chair of the DCMS Select Committee, Julian Knight, said that England shouldn't waste their time bidding for the 2030 World Cup. 
But we're going to hear evidence today from some of the top people in UK sport, and we will hear what they have to say and get their perception. I don't wish to prejudge it, although obviously I do have my own opinions, and that is that I would need a lot of convincing that this is £3 million of taxpayers' money well spent. I mean, it garners really good headlines for the government uh, for a few days, and it seems like they're, they're doing something, so to speak. But frankly, I don't know anyone within the upper echelons of either government or sport who frankly believes this is a real goer. So why are we wasting the money? That would be my question. But we'll see. We'll see whether or not I'm right or wrong in that respect. Well, now to Matt Lawton, the Times' chief sports correspondent who believes the stadium ban won't affect the World Cup bid. If we believe Alexander Seferin, uh, the UEFA president, I don't think a massive impact. It wasn't good. It didn't reflect well on us. You know, I was at the, I was at the final. It was a, it was a bad day, bad night for English football. And I agree with a lot of the pieces that have been written today that there does seem to be an element coming back into English football that we need to stamp out. I've noticed some strange behaviour from fans where they look a little bit zoned out, and I think there's a huge problem with drugs in football with fans. But there's also a lot of credit in the bank with UEFA. We need to remember it was the English it was English football and the English clubs that really drove the opposition to the Super League in the end, and. And it was that kind of collective will of the other clubs in the Premier League and the FA and the Premier League, you know, as an organisation itself that really stopped that in its tracks. And UEFA will remember that as well. And this is the Brighton manager, Graham Potter, who still needs to trim that beard. My golden rule is never have your beard looking thicker than what's on the top of your head. Anyway, here's with Laura Woods discussing the Seagulls' impressive points tally so far in the Premier League, as well as, of course, the beard. Well, the ambition is we want to try and be a top 10 Premier League club. That's the that's the ambition. The club have been quite clear with that in terms of a longer term aim. We know that that's, that takes a lot of work. You know, it's not we're not there yet, nowhere near. We have to do a lot. But that's an exciting ambition. I think that the, then the thing is to, to understand where we're at at the moment. The expectations, like you say, they can be from the outside. You can't really control that. You've just got to understand where we are. We're an ambitious team we want to try and win every game that we play in but we know that the opponent is also really really good mm. we found out a lot of your secrets now and um, and your success this season what it's all down to so i just wanted to ask the hard-hitting questions about swapping the tracksuits for the for the suits and booted look um this season <laughs> whether you're taking inspiration off anyone like a scott parker-esque or something like that um and your beard as well is that superstitious to tell it these are all the secrets that we really want to know yeah, you know, you, you slog yourself to death in this office trying to work out, okay, what training session to do, which is the right selection. And it boils down to whether I'm wearing a blue scarf or a black jacket or a, a beard. I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I've had the difficult conversation with my, my family about the beards. They're sort of, you know, my, my, one of my kids sort of said, Daddy, you do realise your beard is, is ginger, don't you? And, 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 it, <laughs> and, it, and then he went, and, it, and it's white. I, was like, uh... no, no, it's not. I said, no, it's not. It's, it's brown. It's brown. It's, it's the light. Go, go to your room. Go to your room. And this is the Wolf Skipper, Connor Cody, looking back at that incredible derby win in a thriller at the Villa. Well, that was nice. On game day. Hey, 
it's still Aston Villa 2, Wolves 1. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's Aston Villa 2, Wolves 2. Connor Cody from close range. Goals as they go in on TalkSport. It was a mad ending to the, to the game. I think if you if you choose a way to win a game, it's like that. Do you know what I mean? I think especially in a, in a Midlands derby against your rivals, I think that's the way you want to win it. But listen, we've obviously thought a little bit about the game since the weekend. It was incredible how it finished, but it, honestly, it was a real tough game. I think it was full credit to Aston Villa with how the game went, but the last 10 minutes were incredible and it's something we'll remember forever, yeah. And it's deflected and gone in! Would you believe it? The comeback is complete! Ruben Neves with a free kick from the edge of the penalty area. On now to cricket and Stuart Broad has been speaking to TalkSport 2 ahead of this winter's Ashes series in Austria. That's going to be fun, isn't it, going to Austria? Because usually it's in Austria. <clears throat> I meant Australia. England going to the tour without Jofra Archer, but Broadie claims it's a myth that teams need fast bowlers to be able to be successful in Oz. That's Australia, for sure. Broad goes in once again, two slips and a gully, and it's this time, and Stuart Broad sets off on a lap of honour on his own. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a, a media myth, actually, that talks about genuine pace being the key in Australia. I, I don't believe it is. I got our analysts to put together all the right arm over and, and right arm round to left-handers, right arm over to right-handers wickets in the last six years. And it's it's not genuine pace that's doing the damage all the time. It's relentless accuracy and it's movement. Guys like Philander, Kyle Abbott, McGrath's obviously the famous one who, who did it year after year at 82 mile an hour. So in my belief, it's about minimising bad balls. It's about applying pressure for long periods of time uh, and keeping the scoring rate down. And if you apply that pressure, you pick up wickets in in clusters and, and getting movement, which we've got a we've got a world class attack at moving the ball. So I feel really positive about a, a bowling group. And we all know that in Australia, runs are the key. You need to go and get 450, 500. You look at the 1986-87 Ashes Tour, big runs in our team, a lot of 100 scorers. 2010-11, a lot of 100 scorers. That's what we have to do, and we've got the players that can do it. As Anderson comes in once again. Oh, it's a beauty edged! And out! And that whole interview with Brody is available on TalkSport's Following On podcast. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the Talks by Apple, wherever you get your podcast from. Don't forget, of course, to press that subscribe button. Marry it if you have to. I'm back on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time later on today with Darren Goff from 4pm. A quick reminder before I go, more football are coming your way at half past three. Spartak Moscow are in action against Leicester. That one, of course, in the Europa League on Talk Sport 2. And then from 6pm, you've got Around the Grounds with Adrian Durham, also on TalkSport 2. He hosts from Manchester United. They take on Atalanta and all the goals as they go in on a busy night of Champions League and EFL action. And would you believe it, kickoff joins TalkSport at 7pm. That's after my show, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show from 4pm. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.